0: city it's your man big pat the voice of your charlotte hornets and you're listening to the all hornets podcast network presented by sports illustrated
1: You are listening to The Stinger on the All Hornets Podcast Network, one podcast feed with multiple shows, making sure we cover the Charlotte Hornets from every angle. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, find us on YouTube, leave us a five-star review. The All Hornets Podcast Network is affiliated with the Fans First Sports Podcast Group. Today's show, I'm joined by Patrick Kipino from the Oakland Warriors Podcast. Patrick covers the Warriors as part of the Fans First Sports Podcast Group family as well. Patrick, I know it's early over there on the West Coast, but thank you for joining me.
0: Oh, uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, looking forward to to talking uh, how to divvy up this Warriors team.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, just talk a little bit about that. It's been quite a season so far. It seems like there's a report every day so far that I think Shams just said the other day that everybody is available apart from Steph. Um, there are constant reports about you know Draymond Green potentially being moved, Andrew Wiggins potentially being moved, Moses Modi, Jonathan Kuminga asking out. What a whirlwind of a season you've had, and it's only just January.
0: Yeah, and you know last season was such a a lost season uh, after the Draymond punching of Pool, and they kind of gaslit. The fan base saying oh it's not a big deal but then at the end of the season after they got eliminated they all talked about steve kurt talked about how oh yeah yeah it was a big deal (laughs) and and, uh the the chemistry was blown but uh this season we thought it was going to be way better they started off six and two and they had like the quote unquote best uh starting lineup net rating for the last two seasons and they just needed to shore up the bench but then all of a sudden that starting lineup was not the same everybody except for steph kind of fell off looney clay wiggins fell off and then draymond has been suspended for like 19 games so he kind of abandoned the team and now they've had a couple injuries with uh carrie payton the second and chris paul so they're a little strapped for for guys and it's all just gone downhill um jonathan cominga who i really like and uh, I wanted him to get more playing time last season over Anthony Lamb, uh, but I mean, not understandable. Know, been... <laughs> Same with Moses Moody. He he didn't he didn't play at all. That dude played in the Western Conference Finals in yeah. 2022, and then pretty much couldn't crack the rotation last season. And then in the playoffs, he, he plays over lamb, and Kuminga, which is just odd. So I think there's a lot of frustration with the warriors. And right now it just seems like after two big blowouts, they got booed at home uh two games in a row and they deserved it. You know, it's the first time people said they've gotten booed during this uh, Steph Curry dynasty era, at least the championship era. And uh, you know, I don't blame them for wanting to make moves. I've had my opinions on who they should move and 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 who I want to keep, but yeah. right now it's like uh, you just throw your hands up, like okay, Mike Dunleavy. He made moves over the summer. Let's let's see what you what you got. He has a little equity with with the fan base, at least with people like me, and uh, I want to see what happens. Now you mentioned a few guys. Uh There's, I still don't think like Steph would ever let Clay or Draymond get traded without them wanting to leave Mm. and who knows where it's at right now because i think they want to see what they got with draymond but uh, let's face facts like draymond green as much as i've appreciated him and he's been kind of our like uh lovable underdog for a long time (laughs) you're counting on the guy who blew up the chemistry to come back and rescue the team (laughs) so it's it's not quite lovable
1: anymore just an underdog (laughs) right
0: (laughs) yeah i mean kind of a front runner actually but uh you know it's kind of ironic and you know you're, you're you're messing with the basketball gods if you believe in such things and you're tempting fate so uh that's where we where we stand uh right now
1: yeah and and obviously what, what do you think the warriors are trying to achieve you know by saying everyone is available putting that out there via shams whether that's the, the you know you, you imagine that comes from some from the warriors we're talking about a retool here, right? We're talking about still trying to compete, still trying to build around Steph. We're not talking about a rebuild, just to confirm that, correct?
0: Absolutely, they're they're trying to figure out how to get back into contention. Yeah, uh, with this team, they will never, you know, at this point, they're not going to be like top four, five in the West. What uh, what the Warriors are looking for and. From my perspective, it's like when you have this quote unquote championship DNA, you just want to get into the tournament. You don't want to get in the playoffs, ideally not have to play too many road games. But if you do, these guys know you just need to win 16 games. And they've done that four times and they've gotten close a couple other times. So that's all it takes. And just the right chemistry to peak at the right time. And uh, that's just just give them a chance. You know what I mean? And then they can just turn it on uh a a little bit and just go for it you know
1: so what do you think in retooling this roster around Steph what do you think they're trying to achieve what are the major needs of this team just again so we can maybe try and match up here what Charlotte has to offer and see if there are any kind of clearing of this area so what do you think the biggest needs for the Warriors heading into this trade deadline
0: uh, right now, I think the Warriors are a little small <laughs> uh, up front. I think they could use uh, a center. Uh, I think that <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think they could use another wing, to be honest, because uh, Andrew Wiggins is just not Andrew Wiggins anymore, uh, which is odd for a guy with not without a major injury who's only 28 years old. But I think they also need – I mean – they need like a uh, what they lost with jordan pool even though i wasn't a huge pool fan and what we're seeing from Poole in washington is kind of what i expected uh they need somebody who can just score and they don't they don't have that so i would say a big and uh uh you know a guy who can just get get points yeah. when when steph steph is getting tired you know what i mean
1: yeah understood So I think from a Charlotte Hornets perspective to kind of let you know where where our situation is with this team, the Hornets are, this is a lost season now. There is no more trying to get back into the play-in. For me, they're going to this trade deadline largely probably as sellers or again, like retooling. I don't think they're in a position they're going to be putting picks on the table for anybody. But this team has some massive holes in terms of toughness, physicality, outside shooting and like veteran presence. Those are the kind of four key strands that whenever you look at what this Hornets team needs, they need to add that. So I think in any trade between these two teams, the Hornets are going to be trying to add at least one to two of those areas in terms of the pieces that are off the table. I think for Charlotte, it would be Lamella ball, Brandon Miller, Mark Williams. I think there'd be a very high price and Terry And then I have kind of Gordon Hayward in a, just has to be traded type mold because if he's not traded, he might get a buyout and that does help the team very little. Um Or, you know, guys like PJ Washington, I think they would be open to moving Uh kind of currently like their sixth man right now, but it's had to start games because of injury. And Miles Bridges, again, with the right deal, but he's just so hard to trade because he has a no trade clause because of the off the court stuff, because of no bird rights. He's just... I think there's just too many stumbling blocks for any realistic Miles Bridges trade. And and everyone else on the team, probably available for the right price. You know, guys like Nick Richards, who's shown to be a solid, a good backup center and a decent spot starter. He's probably the most interesting of those other names. But I'd say that's where the Hornets currently are. And the reason I think the Warriors are so interesting is because there's just a heap of names who I think meet some of those criteria. So I'll, I'll run through them all here and I'll let you choose where you want to go. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, as we already mentioned um, you're talking about in those finals where they beat the Celtics um, he was big physical, played that small ball four was able to be like a rebounding monster, um, played with such level of intensity and physicality and I I remember watching that thinking, oh my god, the Charlotte Hornets would love to have this version of Andrew Wiggins and now his stock has plummeted and we're going to talk about that, I'm sure Um, But he's a guy who has some interest as a a negative asset where it's a complete reclamation project. And I think that's the business the Charlotte Hornets have to probably be in right now as a franchise. So I think he has some value there. You also have uh, Chris Paul, again, the ultimate veteran experience. The Hornets have struggled for a backup point guard for the last two seasons. They've struggled for veteran presence. He's, you know, went to Wake Forest, um, is very well-respected Still still can play when he's on the court. Um, you know, he's another guy I think has some value. And then Draymond Green, probably a controversial name among some. I still think he would be someone who would, bring, again, bring like intensity, physicality, defense, which are a lot of things that I talked about the Charlotte Hornets needing. This is all a bit of an asterisk if he's like in a mentally stable place, which uh, I, I don't think we know the answer to that right now. Um, but I think those are the three names that jump out to me. Look, Hornets fans, I can tell you right now, Patrick, are going to be clamoring for Jonathan Kaminga. But I just don't think the Warriors are going to trade him. And if they do, I don't think the Hornets are in the business of giving up the assets that they're going to need. And, and probably the same, I'd say, with Moses Moody as well, but maybe to a, to a lesser extent. Um, so my my view went to the veterans on the Warriors rather than the young players, and yeah, I'm happy to go whichever one of the those you think is most interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's funny because Draymond is good friends with with Bridges, uh, and that'd be yes, Michigan State
1: uh, alum. Both of them aren't they? And yeah,
0: yeah, um, and I mean, it, it's I mean, let's let's go Wiggins, and, and I mean, Wiggins and Chris Paul are completely viable. I think those are two names that uh, if guys get traded those are two that are way up front because chris paul's expiring contract and yeah. because wiggins has fallen out of favor as as you said because so we could talk about that
1: yeah okay so with wiggins here's my question he's obviously not the same player as this year do we ever know what exactly happened with andrew wiggins taking time away from the team because it always seems like since that moment he's never been the same player since and I I don't know if his downturn this year is, is it just he's in a, the system isn't fitting him? Is it just a bad year? Or is there something that we think has fundamentally changed with Andrew Wiggins from that moment?
0: Well, we all know his reputation before coming to the Warriors, right? Like a guy who was number one pick who didn't live up to it and was better suited being a second fiddle. He came to the Warriors, became third fiddle in in those finals in that playoff run. He became overall their second best player during that. And now he just, he completely fell off and we don't know, like people have hypothesized what happened or what the family issue was last season. And uh, I like, I haven't heard anything reported that's official. So I'm not going to conjecture about it. You know what I mean? Uh, But it was, it was everything you could imagine. Right. Uh, So, uh, this season there was no chatter about any issues with him physically. Some people, when he started off poorly, thought that you know he got a, a busted rib in the Lakers series and maybe he hadn't fully recovered, but there's been absolutely no chatter, and it's been several months since then. And one of my uh issues with some of the uh, local media and just people uh like like the Warriors is that you know, everybody's asking Clay Thompson or talking to him, and I know it's Clay Thompson, he's a bigger deal with the Warriors than than Wiggins, but asking Clay Thompson, like, you know, or talking to him about his shot selection, hunting shots, decisions, chasing like his past or whatever. But no one's addressing like why Andrew Wiggins is not living up to this. I mean, mm. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins will be 29 in February, and uh, he doesn't have any major uh, injuries in his career. And I'm like, man, I, I bet you Clay Thompson, I would kill for Clay Thompson to be 28, 29 and have no major leg injuries. I mean, that's when he was at his peak, right? Mm-hmm. So I just don't get it. And I wonder sometimes, does Wiggins get a pass because he has his reputation or because he just chooses to be quiet, no one bugs him about it. But uh, that's what is somewhat frustrating about it because it's like, can someone just is Steph going behind the scenes being like, you know get it together try harder what, what what's the deal some people have just said he's he's not in shape he came in you know uh not focused but nothing has been really said and i don't know if the warriors are protecting him or yeah so uh, it is it is
1: a real mystery box situation it seems I mean, yeah, yeah. The, obviously the, the offense clearly hasn't been there has he been the same has, has it been a downturn on the defensive end as well this year
0: uh no, he's he's picked it up. He was he was terrible to start the season, but he's been okay. better. Uh offensively, he's he's given it a shot more and Kerr pulls him if he's not hitting it, but like he's still good on the ball defense and I always say like I heard a uh uh someone I think it was Bill Simmons conjecture that the Warriors should trade Kaminga and wiggins for in a package for siakam and i'm like of course you do because those are the two most athletic dudes on an athletic uh uh you know wasteland and they would have nobody to play uh athletic wings or to defend Mm. on the perimeter or point of attack so um you know he's still got that
1: yeah okay interesting about wiggins um on to chris paul um where are warriors organization at, with Chris Paul. Obviously, he was a vehicle to kind of move out Jordan Poole. And I think, he st- from what I understood, he, he started the year quite well. But do you still think, again, you talk about size, scoring guard, uh, another wing, a center. It, it doesn't sound like this team is in desperate need of maybe what Chris Paul can give. Is that is that fair?
0: The problem with Poole last year was that he was just a turnover machine, still is. Uh, and what – the Warriors had problems with were non-Steph minutes. So when Steph sits, they were, yep. you know, minus. And Chris Paul was supposed to solve that. And he did to some extent because the bench was better. They were better than the starters. Uh, but now that he's hurt and he's out several weeks, I mean, you know, four you know, to six when, weeks with a
1: hand injury and that's from about early early kind of like mid-january so we're talking about after the trade deadline he's not gonna be back till well after the trade deadline here and the warriors don't really have that much flexibility for getting in the playoffs right
0: yeah so uh when you're talking about like where the warriors are right now and you got to make a deal he's just a trade chip that you know you have to uh put out there because it was expiring you know to, to try to get him get somebody from like maybe uh a rebuilding tanking team or something like that
1: yeah okay um and the draymond side just finally to touch on briefly it, it sounds like maybe you're more willing to move draymond personally but you don't think it's you think it's more unlikely because steph would be reluctant to go that route uh
0: i do i, I think he'd be uh reluctant because uh draymond does so much for him on offense and he's he's just a cog on the defense so uh I, I, I think that's a a starter unless when he comes back he gets <laughs> suspended again or he does something yeah. and it's just like un un uh, it's it's just too far you know.
1: Okay, and then the salary cap situation for Golden State in the summer. What is that looking for? Are they looking to are they looking to kind of shed costs? You think for this summer is that, is that something that's motivating them right now? Again, just to understand whether they're looking to take back money or looking for expirings.
0: Yeah, uh, the Warriors are always going to look to shed, right? And uh, Clay Thompson's deal is up. He was originally rumored to be looking for a max, but he he doesn't. I mean, he can't. You know, he's not going to get that. Uh, but they're they're way over. <laughs> they're a second apron team, and they're not going to be able to sign anybody outright. So everything right now is going to to, to acquire a player it's going to be trades, you know, Uh, and not just now, of course, but like down the road, uh, that's how you're going to make it work.
1: So let's, let's maybe move on to some potential trade talks then. So the first name I'm going to offer up is Gordon Haywood, um, who is on an expiring 30 plus million dollar contract. So he he meets that threshold of freeze up money for uh, the Warriors going forward. Look, I understand Hayward has a checkered health history and that is going to reduce the value in any Hayward trade. I completely understand that. Uh, He's hurt right now. The calf strain should be back probably in around a week, so should be playing again before the trade deadline. But he is someone who I think could fit well into a Steve Kerr system. He has a high passing IQ. Um, He can shoot the ball. He can score in the mid post. He gives you a scoring wing, which is some of the needs that you're talking about. And he's expiring going into uh, next summer. He's a win now player. Like he's a guy who you're not waiting for him to develop. I think he would come in and contribute, and and could possibly be see someone who could re-sign in Golden State after the season if he if he has a good time there. Um, do you think he matches any interest? And and what kind of packages built around Gordon Hayward do you think would potentially be of interest?
0: Um, I. I think Gordon Hayward, I think he helps in that, like you said, the passing and the scoring element he probably would fit. Um, He's not the sexiest name for Warriors fans because Mm -hmm. uh, they've already shown that they're pretty slow and they're getting older. And with those injuries, Hayward uh, is older than his age. Uh, He probably, to me, just on paper, would be more helpful to the Warriors than, um, well, not defensively yeah, he wouldn't help the Warriors defensively. I was gonna say he'd be better than Andrew Wiggins, but I don't necessarily think the Warriors would spend any of their draft, uh, sorry, their trade capital uh, on uh, Gordon Hayward uh, just because if you to take Wiggins, if you to try to move him and Chris Paul, they're gonna try to get probably somebody from another team that uh, that helps them more specifically in their needs. I mean, Hayward can get can score. And, and that's one thing in particular, uh, but, um, you know, I mean, I could I could see lineups where he would work, but I just don't know if he would be the guy that uh, uh, they, the Warriors would be like, OK, let's move so and so to uh, put us over uh, over the top or closer to to contention, yeah. you know.
1: So this comes down to what the team see Wiggins as his value, right? Because you could argue you look at Andrew Wiggins right now and say four more years of this at that price, he is a negative value contract. And Gordon Hayward gives you a route out of that. But it doesn't sound like from what you said that the Warriors are quite at that point yet. They are hoping that this is a a blip, a dip. They would be open to trade. I think Tim uh, Kawakimi reported today that he thinks they will trade Wiggins. But you think there will be a a bigger fish would be the return than rather just a good player who gives salary cap relief. You think they would be pursuing something, uh, yeah, a little bit more impactful?
0: Uh, I do. I do. Um, To be honest, if like you told me right now, there's nobody else that wants Andrew Wiggins, I would uh, potentially uh, make that deal, but Mm -hmm. it it could probably, it might give them a better chance to get to the postseason. but I don't know if it would uh, help them, but uh, you know, there's, I, I just don't think it's it's something that would uh, move the needle all the way to where uh, the trigger would get pulled.
1: Okay. Um, and, and then if we're talking about for the, the Chris Paul side, obviously not for Wiggins, but you're talking about Chris Paul, that does get the team a lot bigger, right? Uh, obviously you lose the back of point guard, and but but Gordon Hayward would be able to come in and, you know, assuming that he is back in a week as he's due from his, his calf injury, he'd be able to come in and play immediately in the next four to six weeks, which Chris Paul could not. Um, do you think there's any there would be any interest there for a Hayward Chris Paul swap in that sense?
0: Um, I again like <laughs> I, I think that the Warriors, you, you give me the to, truth,
1: you don't, don't feel you need yeah. to sugarcoat like this you, again you just... in, a,
0: in, a, <laughs> in a vacuum, maybe, but uh, you know, I think honestly, I think Warriors fans would be like, Oh, are you serious? You got Gordon Courtney Awer with uh, these, these trade assets. Uh, again, I think they can, they'd they be willing to uh, package like Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins and maybe one of their young guys f- if they can get a shot at somebody like better. Someone major. You know what I mean? At, at, okay. at, at other teams. I mean, the, the, the names that get tossed around are the ones you, you know, just uh, I'm sure you've heard them, you know, like, uh, gosh. I mean, fans get Siakam, fanciful, right? Murray,
1: like, you know, those type of people.
0: Yeah, and people are talking like Jared Allen and I'm like is he even on the block, you know, just fans making stuff up, but just uh guys tossing stuff out there to spit, to fit uh specific needs and well, the one thing is that Hayward is just older and slower and that's not what the the word would probably get shredded for getting an older slower player.
1: Okay. Understood. Um so I'll hand over to you. Are there any potential players or moves that you think that you can see between the two rosters that make any sense?
0: Um, let's see. So, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I would I would try to make a small trade for Nick Richards, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because which, um, which
1: is understandable. He is a seven-foot screen. Rim dive center, sets really good screens. uh, would be something that Steph Curry, I'm sure, would enjoy. Offensive rebounder, rebounds really well. Blocks shots, like, is limited in what he will do. He can't really pass at all. He's not a great processor of the game. That would always be my worry with the Warriors, like, in the dribble handoff situation, he's he's pretty limited. But for a team that needs size and physicality and interior presence, I can understand him being someone of interest. Um, Yeah, I, I get that.
0: Yeah. And what is contracts five mil? So, you know, it's not like a big trade, but it's somebody that, I mean, like I think that he would probably, what I liked about him is when I saw him last season, when I played mm-hmm. against James Wiseman, I mean, in that first, first game again in Charlotte where the, the, the Hornets beat the Warriors at the beginning of 2022 uh or the 2022,
1: 23 season. Uh, I remember he bodied, that, was, that was the he peak, That Weiss. was the peak of the Hornets season. That was literally the <laughs> best single moment of last season. Um, so I um, remember that game. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And he bodied uh, uh, uh Wiseman and I was like, Oh, come on. And so while Nick Richards may not may have some flaws, um, the Warriors could use some, some just guy at the end of the bench and, I don't know if he would be necessarily better than maybe a trace jackson davis for for the warriors but because trace jackson davis does a lot more but uh just to have some some size he may not be the ideal person that warriors fans and media are looking for but if we're talking about somebody that fills a need that is potentially available um you know i would i would be like sure i like that guy from last season put him out there and when the warriors play uh centers uh you know teams with with bigs like hey yeah. give us six fouls and uh just uh, rebound the ball and uh try to try to play some defense so yeah uh,
1: i and, think and we, we've said in our podcast yeah. before nick richards is probably a, like a top five to eight backup center in the nba that's kind of like how we pitch him and i know mm-hmm. Warriors fans won't have seen a lot of him but he's you know he is perfectly respectable and he gives golden state something that they don't really have like in their other center options like even trace jackson davis kevin looney they are much smaller guys and he's much more size um which could which could be useful i guess what do you see on the warriors roster there's two names that jump out to me um gary payton i'm not sure how you feel about him not someone we've talked about a lot um and probably moses moody um again seems to Seems to be very popular from what I can see among fans, but maybe less so with the coaching staff. Those are the names that jump out to me. But is yeah, what were you thinking with Nick Richards?
0: I would love to give you Gary Payton. <laughs> um, I mean, the guy's injured again, and he's yeah. a bit injury prone at this point. And uh, but I also think he's one of Steph's favorite guys on the team, and he, he does fill a need—the point of attack guy when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, so that would be. Who, who I offer up, um, but, you know, I don't think Moses Moody is, you know, I don't think they would move Moody for Richards at all. Uh, the Warriors do like him, uh, the fans like him, and that whole thing with them chanting uh, uh, Moody's name, was uh because they like him but also because they disapprove of of some of Kerr's uh decisions and and uh rotations so yeah. i don't think um if it, he is he is potentially of course like uh to be had but uh again i think they they would try to package him for a bigger a bigger fish overall but i 100 I, I i think i would swap richards for uh for payton because you're either getting some uh some size to protect the rim a little bit uh or you know you you keep the guy who's who's point of attack so it's it's a it's a tough one for the for the warriors in that respect just gotta look yeah. at uh, what they need now you
1: know so i'd probably opt against that deal for charlotte i i'd consider it right um if it wasn't for payton's health then it would be more interesting. I mean, he is a really good veteran presence. That guy's been through a lot in his NBA journey, you know, been out the league all the way to the finals. Um, He is probably one of the best defenders in the NBA when he is healthy. And he's learned a way to play without the ball, especially in Golden State, um, and, and brings that really well. And, you know, the Hornets probably had like a smaller size version of Gary Payton last year in Dennis Smith Jr. And he made a real impact on the team. Um, so I do think there's value there. The things that the things that scare me away are his health history, right? Whereas Nick Richards has been somebody who's been pretty available. Um, he's 31 years old, Nick Richards is 26, and Nick Richards is signed for another year. So, like if you're doing a stock up, stop down here, I think Nick Richards is continuing to build. Gary Payton feels like with the injury and age, he's beginning to dip and and for me that like, like I wouldn't quite pull the trigger although Gary Payton's skill set specifically would be of interest to add to the Hornets I just think that Nick Richards is a yeah I don't think that deal quite makes sense like if the Hornets were one defensive guard away like from being a playoff team then yeah maybe but they're so far away it seems strange to kind of give away a player who is for an older guy who is on a shorter contract who, let's be honest, Gary Payton will have no interest in being in Charlotte once that contract comes to an end. Um, so I think for that reason, I would need more draft capital coming back with Gary Payton. And and I don't know if there's, to be honest, it would, like you say, if it would make sense for both sides.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, that is perfectly, perfectly uh, legit. Uh, let me ask you, you said that uh, the price for Rozier – would be pretty mm-hmm. high what what would the price be because uh I, you know just rozier is like a scorer he's small i don't think he's particularly good defensively but uh he, he he doesn't necessarily fit the warriors but like uh he does score so i'm just i'm just curious from a, a hornet's perspective like what what that would yeah take. i mean
1: look Terry's averages this year are better than Kyrie irving's and damian lillard's Like, if you look at them, you know, I'm not saying he's better than both those players, but this season he's been playing particularly well. He has been the Hornets' on-ball defender for the, like, point of attack while also being the primary ball handler to create for others, while also being the clutch guy to carry them down the stretch and to score during games. He's had to do everything this season, and he's done it remarkably well. He signed for another three years. He's the leader of the team in terms of being, like, the culture setter you know, he does, he's valued, I think, more by this front office and coaching staff than he generally is valued around the league because he's a six-one scoring guard is basically how people view him. Um, so I think he means a lot to the Hornets more than others, which is why I say I think his price to be high. Uh, I, I would say you're looking at a, for the Hornets specifically, it, they'd have to be really blown away for an office. So something like two first round picks, um, you know, again, if you could like, I don't think trading Rosier in a Wiggins deal would be something again. You're you're trading someone whose stock is going up versus someone whose stock is going down, and that could be it could look really bad in six months after that trade. Um like Draymond Green for Terry Rosier. Now that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, me personally. Uh I oh, I don't even know. That I, I'd consider it. I would consider like, I think this would be one where i like, I'd want to speak to Draymond to be like, if you come to Charlotte, Draymond, like are you not, you're not going to retire here. Are you like, you you know, you're going to come here and buy in, or do you just hate the idea of this from the start? Cause this team just needs, like, I know he his, his force. Trust me. I know he's a little bit strange, Draymond Green, but equally he holds everybody accountable. He sets a physical tone. Um, you know him and the Melo ball in like the dribble handoff actions could be so exciting and interesting to see um i've long thought Draymond Green if things ever went south in golden state could be interesting um so yeah i don't i don't know if you think that's something i, I don't think the warriors would consider that for a second uh but as a hornets fan i think some hornets fans would re- reject it as well i'd actually be open to it
0: yeah 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 uh warriors fans would would not be happy with that and uh uh i think just it just doesn't make make basketball sense on the court right to get like uh to uh, to give up the the one guy yeah 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 so uh i was just curious because you know uh how other teams perceive like uh their own players and 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 whatnot so i don't know that's that's interesting stuff
1: yeah well it doesn't sound like we've been able to find a deal that would work. I was hoping Gordon Haywood as an expiring, you know, not the play so much, but his money flexibility would, and, and, you know, a bit of a scoring would maybe be of interest for Paul or Wiggins, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be getting done. Like you say, it might be maybe one of those things where if, if other deals don't get done and the deadline is ticking down, then maybe mm-hmm. it's something the Warriors circle back to is, is there, it's on the table, like, but it's not their first choice; it's their plan C, D, or E. Do you think that's kind of a fair, fair summary? Uh,
0: I think it is fair because if everything else falls out, and if by the trade deadline, come February eighth, Wiggins hasn't turned it around, if the only thing left on the table is, you know, get off his contract, then I can see that being a potential. But uh, just to just have someone. But I think what the Warriors have with Wiggins is that. Oh, he did it before, um, and he's getting—he's still good defensively, and we're gonna need that. So it might be a tough pull if you're getting weaker defensively.
1: And, and would you say CP3 is ahead of Wiggins in the pecking order? So would you say that even like even less likely for CP3.
0: Um, I, <laughs> I, I think CP3 is. Just he's he's just part of his contract is part of a package like that's what it is. It's like uh, it would be a, a, a sweetener and it would just be um, I think it's almost equal because mm-hmm. of the circumstances of his contract and his injury. Uh, but if if uh, all things being equal, I think they would want to keep Chris Paul over Andrew Wiggins to, to some extent if their contracts were the same and they were both healthy.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm still dreaming of Chris Paul ending his career in Charlotte, doing the Tony Parker one-year deal in Charlotte, and then he can sail off into the veteran sunset as a player. And, you know, like even someone's Chris Paul, I've thought about this over the years, you know, being in a front office or a coaching role, like he's one of the wisest basketball heads there is. Um, He can rub his teammates up the wrong way. We saw that in a couple of stops, right? But that's because he holds people accountable, which again is just something this Charlotte Hornets team lacks. But, Patrick, I you think know, we've probably yeah. come to the end here of our of our mock trade discussions. Um, I'm a little bit gutted we couldn't get a deal done. I was hopeful of this one, um, but yeah,
0: I, yeah, can't
1: force these things. I I understand there are the Warriors have their sights set much higher on players probably that are more impactful than what Charlotte can probably offer.
0: Yeah, I forgot to ask about PJ Washington, but that's for another. He's day, available.
1: He's available, but I. Like P.J. Washington for Andrew Wiggins, that works straight up. I had that one written down on my on my sheet, but the way the conversation went made me think the the again the hope for Wiggins is to turn into something bigger than a like rotation stretch four. Uh, I
0: I would I would actually do P.J. Washington over uh, that. Tra- I would do that trade over. Oh, really? anywhere. <laughs> really? Yeah, maybe I haven't oh, watched yeah. enough P.J. Washington. Maybe you're down on him. But, um, you know... No, can, I'm not. He's younger. Um, he's, you know, and so uh, he doesn't have an injury
1: Wigan, history. Obviously, his three-year declining contract, Washington. So 16 this year, goes down to, I think, 13 in his final year. Is a, you know, can play some small ball five, play four. But he he's not a wing defender, right? That's probably... Mm-hmm. Like, he like he, He's very much more of a front court player than a wing guy. But, I mean, Washington for Wiggins that's a very interesting one of your Charlotte. I would consider, I would strongly consider that again, this comes down to Andrew Wiggins. What is going on in that head of his? Like, you know, I would have to do my background research Intel. And if it all turns out to be good for Wiggins and that we think this is just a blip, then I would do that Washington for Wiggins deal. But if that background isn't great, if there's, you know, worries about is he, does he really love basketball? Has he lost the love of the game? Then I would probably shy away from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like like you said, for the Warriors, it he doesn't uh, give them anything on the perimeter. They lose a point of attack guy. They get less athletic, and it's not like PJ Washington is you know six ten, seven foot. No, 6'8", um, six,
1: six, on a good day.
0: Yeah. So uh, you know, I think with him. Just for me, it's like the frustration with Wiggins and whether or not he's gonna turn it around. Uh I would I would potentially pull that trigger if um nothing else <laughs> came yeah. to yeah. fruition. So that that would be the trade I would I would uh, yeah. green light with uh I think with, that's the uh, one we're closest Lawrence. on.
1: I think that's the one of all the ones we've talked about. I think that's what we're closest on. A a reclamation project for Andrew Wiggins. He brings you an on-ball defender for the wing. Um yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. It would be background, intel-dependent, but that's interesting. Well, that's a, that's a good one to finish it okay. on, Patrick. Um, I'm glad you brought that one up before we finished out there. Um, tell the people where they can find your podcast if they want to get more Warriors news.
0: Yeah, you can find it on YouTube at youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. You can find me on the socials at Oakland Warriors as well. Great. That's it. Well,
1: Patrick, thanks a lot for your time. If there are any... Uh, trades anything that happens with the Warriors in the future we'll definitely have you back on here
0: sounds good man thanks for having me
1: thank you